0: Originating from a secret underground bunker buried deep in the heart of Chicago's North Side, two fans dare to defy the laws of man to bring you a podcast about the South Side Hitmen, the good guys who wear
1: black. There's a sense of pride. Um, there's a sense of, of purpose. Of... Azuki, by far, uh, he was my favorite player well, all time. It's Paul Konerko. I love the hot dogs. I love. the grilled onions, and I can't believe it's been 13 years, 13 painful, painful years. (laughs) Because
0: good guys wear black, good
1: guys talk back. Mm -hmm. All right, Tuesday, January 8th, 2019, this is Good Guys Talk Back, episode five, everything Chicago White Sox, fan-centric, blue-collar. I am Nick Murawski, and across from me is Mr. Jeff Julian. I say, hello, sir.
0: Hello, sir. The way you started that, I thought maybe we had switched to a cooking podcast or something. You kind of (laughs) came in with that, Mm, I thought we were gonna <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe talk about the grilled onions at the oh, park. Well, or... it's a,
1: it's just a delicious podcast that we have cooked up, uh, Mr. Julian and uh, I Indeed. just started. Well, I'm always thinking about the grilled onions. Wh- who know, is it exactly? It's but, a constant. Uh, uh, constant got...
0: battle not to wake up in the middle of the night thinking about those. grilled Oh onions.
1: man, if there was only like one of those airwick uh, <laughs> things that you could plug in. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. No, we've got a we've got a meaty uh, podcast here. Uh, uh, We know that you have so many ways to be entertained uh, with socks, baseball, sports information. I really appreciate you joining us here at Good Guys Talk Back. You can like that fan uh, page on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Good Guys TB. So glad uh, to be here with you on this Tuesday, January 8th. So my man, we're gonna to get to uh to some bear stuff we have to
0: well i I was yes we we absolutely have to. I was Are you gonna still make thinking a- about that
1: airwick no. <laughs> yeah i I'm, right. I'm
0: totally onions focused right. right now now I was gonna make a programming note and it yeah. was on the bears, which last yeah. podcast we yeah. had talked about how we might fill some uh, uh you know some february some late late January February podcast <laughs> with did. bears talk we did yeah and uh they did not yeah. hold up their end of the bargain no. so no, we're off the hook. we'll get to that
1: then. yeah we'll we'll get to that. we've got some bears uh some bears uh, recap a little bit later we've got uh a whole lot of information and discussion on the the signings that the Sox uh, uh, did yesterday. Uh, one kind in the afternoon, one at night. Very exciting stuff if you really read between the lines. And then, of course, uh, we'll start out with some Machado-Harper conversation. Uh, more Machado than Harper uh, on today's episode. Yeah, the
0: Sox really kind of give us a head fake, right? When yeah. we last yeah. recorded the yeah. podcast, we were super Harper-focused. Mm-hmm. We had kind of... Mm-hmm put Manny off to the side, and then, you know, as th- as it often goes, you upload the podcast, <laughs> right. and then they're talking Machado <laughs> like there's no the tomorrow. next day. Yeah, it, like
1: instantly. The next day, I think there was reports out from a lot of sports columnists, folks that uh, know a little bit more than we do. They've got their credentials, uh, that there was a formal offer to Manny Machado. The Sox offered something in the $200 million, not quite the $300 million. Some around maybe the seven-year mark, maybe some opt-outs and uh, some incentives in that, uh, but pretty big news. I mean, uh, you know, that Sud Times were carrying that, the Tribune was carrying that. Uh, I was getting texts from a bunch of people. Uh, it was really, really exciting that there was actually now a formal offer on the table. And
0: And how do you feel about that offer? Because it's not, it's It's a good offer, but it's not. It's it's similar to what we talked about last week with Harper. It's not the offer that you would expect. It's not the offer that closes the deal necessarily, right? Like if you go in, uh, well, I guess it's it's to say that they didn't offer top dollar, top years.
1: Well, but, and that's off of what we all just speculated, yeah. you know, that, that, True. that top dollar offer is just what we had heard through all these other, you know, outlets, uh, and sure more money and more years made it sound like, well, yeah, that's going to be what he must, must, he must want from a certain team. But, you know, I, I feel like the Sox have doing their homework on this. I was a little worried that they were going to really, you know, uh, low ball. Harper and Machado, but you know, here in a little over 200 million, seven years, maybe with an opt out, uh, You know, no other offers from any other teams that I have heard. I don't know if you've heard anything, but I haven't heard anything from the Yankees or Phillies coming through.
0: And there was some articles out there, too, that were saying the Phillies weren't really – not that they weren't players, but that neither Harper or Machado were interested. Yeah, I I can't make anything about the Phillies.
1: Apparently the Phillies have a sit-down with Harper this weekend. Uh, But, you know, I – And after what happened on Sunday, I could give two rips about Philadelphia (laughs) and what they decide that they're going to do. You know, they got the money, great, haven't heard anything about it. They really haven't done anything splashy. You know, they got Robertson, uh, you know, an arm, and they've got uh, uh, McCutcheon in the outfield now, but they really haven't spent the crazy money. So you're almost waiting for that to drop. But hey, in the meantime, the Sox are at the table and they're making some offers. And, uh, you know, so you got you got the two hundred million dollar yeah. offer. Okay, so that's probably
0: right in terms of money. Okay. If you've kind of play the math out. So with the
1: years, with the seven right, years. Right.
0: But if he comes back and says, That's the money I want, but I want the extra three years. I want that guarantee of that contract span. What do the socks do there? Uh,
1: ten years is that's a long contract. Sure. That's a long contract. He'd be
0: 36 I, at that point, I
1: believe. Yeah, it, I, I don't know. I, I like the seven-year um, with a, maybe an opt-out. Um, you know, there's so many things going on. I, look, But, I mean,
0: ooh. if he says, I'm into it, but I need those extra years. If you're Rick Hahn, do you do it?
1: Well, maybe they sweeten the deal with, uh, with the moves they made yesterday. Okay. Like, we can't give you the 10, but we're going to get all your best friends and everybody you went to high school with and uh, – you know your favorite barber and uh, the neighborhood guy that knows everything. We're gonna get everybody out on this. We can't give you the ten, but we're gonna is we're gonna turn this into this is your life, Manny Machado. Uh, you, you think know. he
0: wants his friends more than he wants I, t- a, a, a ten year deal? Know
1: I can't figure out any of this stuff. <laughs> All I know is you know it is. I, I'm seeing this this come through yesterday with Calvin Herrera, which if you're you've been following the White Sox for the last few years, you know of him. Uh, as a Royals uh, relief pitcher. He was with them on their World Series team. Lights right. out.
0: Yeah, two-time All-Star in 15 and 16. Oh, he was
1: scary. He was scary. When he came into the game and the Royals had a lead, you pretty much you know, just forget about it. Um, he's dropped off. You know, Numbers have dropped off. Velocity's dropped off. Traded last year in midseason, or at the deadline to the, uh, to the Nats. Uh, hurt his foot tore a ligament in his foot shut down uh and i don't think he you know i don't think he was getting a lot of offers because of uh the the durability the reliability is this guy going to be ready uh he posted some video uh, training uh back in december and it sounds now like like he, he could be good to go for uh for the start of 19. Yeah.
0: He really struggled after he went to the nationals. I mean, it, and he was on yeah. pace to have a really good 18 yeah. with, with Kansas city. He was, you he a 1.05 ERA with them. He had 14 saves. I mean, he yeah. was, he was cruising and then I don't, was he hurt with Kansas city? And then he got yeah, healthy he might and they have had traded. some
1: arm issues with Kansas city, okay. but it was the foot. It was the, uh, the foot ligament with the gnats. I mean, you know,
0: we, we've his seen ERA his, was 4.34 with the Nationals.
1: Yeah, that wasn't. I feel like that. I, at least I'm praying that that is just a, a small sample size, right? Uh, that's just you know one of those Polaroid back into the Polaroid assessments. That's not the the full body of work. Uh, he was just a scary dude, and I, and I hope he can still be pretty scary uh, for us. But when you put him now with Colom and Nate Jones and uh, and Jace Fry. Uh, the Sox have got a pretty good bullpen right now. Uh, you, you need depth. You need depth. When you think you've got enough, you need more. It is a long, grueling season. We know what baseball is right now. It, it is a very starter goes four or five. Then you then the, 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 these custom relief pitchers.
0: Especially in the playoffs. And oh, if that's well, where you yeah, well, envision for, absolutely the Sox to be, whether it's this year or next year, you need these kind of arms, yeah. and you almost need to build them Veteran in a arms. way that they that they work like you're talking about. Because when when you get to f- the fifth or sixth inning, you're starting to say, "Okay, I want this guy here, then that guy, then that guy, and then the game's over." Right? right? The- <laughs> theoretically, I mean, yeah, no, that's, no I know what you're saying. way yeah. you should you should play yeah. it. And unless that's... you've got you know somebody like. Um, Who's the guy from who, who's on 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 the Indians? Is it Andrew Miller? Yeah, yeah, Miller. Who? Yeah, you know, could come in and maybe pitch three or four innings. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, three for sure. Uh, yeah, it, it, that's the way baseball is going, and and you need the arms. and And how many times have we seen the Sox uh, go after somebody? that you know they, they saw on another team in their division, and they, were re- they really liked that player, and we were going to get him at the back end of their, of their career. This isn't the case. He's, what, 28, 29 he's, years old? He's 29. Okay. Got a, I think he's got a lot of life left in that arm. He knows the division, and uh, I was really excited about that signing. I, I really was, and that's just from watching a lot of baseball and seeing that guy kill us over the years.
0: Yeah. It, if he can get healthy, you know, his career numbers, especially those two years, he was, he was an all-star in Kansas city. And even, even in 17, which is when they won the world series, that's when he 15, had I, oh, fi- I, 15. Yeah, 15. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. Uh 15. He, he wasn't really in a, it doesn't seem like he was in a closer role in, in 15, but it, in, in 16, he had 12 saves and, in 17, he had 26. Yeah. saves. So, yeah. I mean, he's, he was trending that, that, that way before he got mm-hmm.
1: hurt. Yeah. I, I think we're both uh, in favor of this deal. Um, you know, it's a two year deal for a third year option. Um, I'm liking the bullpen that they're putting together right now. It took some time, Yeah, took some time, but you're starting to see uh, what this could look like uh, in 19 and that's, Friends, that's not even. We're not even factoring in Zach Birdie if he could come back healthy to start spring training, and any other uh, arms that might be ready to come up uh, for the Sox. Uh,
0: How long was that Herrera deal?
1: Uh, that two, a, years, two years, and, okay. then, and then there's an option for a third. So okay, perfect. Um, perfect. So that deal went down uh, yesterday afternoon. Things started blowing up, and then uh, last night in the evening. You start hearing and some, some whispers about a John Jay deal that's uh, impending, and then that becomes uh, official, and they announce everything today. Now, John Jay, guy that the Cubs had uh, yeah. for a while, yep. outfield, lefty bat. He was with the Royals last year.
0: Longtime cardinal. Too. Oh, he,
1: you know, he's been around. He's, I think he's in his early 30s, mid-30s. Um, we need some outfield depth. We need the bat. Look, I love Adam Engel, but I can't stand his bat. And you got John Jay that I he I think he was in the uh the conversation for Gold Glove. Uh I liked his you know, his average is you know, you're you're not you're not gonna brag about his average, but it, it definitely beats angles.
0: Two eighty five career batting
1: average. I'll take that. Yeah, two he
0: batted two sixty eight last year, hundred and forty hits, three homers, forty RBIs, so you know, I'll take it, man. Respectable.
1: So we're I'm on I'm on the the John Jay uh, wagon as is. I'm like, okay, that's a solid pickup. All right, it's not the Pollock situation. Uh, we were both kind of on the fence on the Pollock thing to begin with. Uh, we'll take John Jay. We need the outfield depth right now before we figure out the the Eloy thing. Uh, but then you start seeing the pictures that are floating around of Yonder yes. Alonso. Right. Uh, John Jay and Manny Machado. And John Jay, it turns out, is a workout buddy for Manny Machado. Yeah. Okay. So what Rick Hahn and the Sox are now doing quietly, and well, now it's not quiet anymore, is they are putting everybody that Manny Machado enjoys and some people he has family with in the same organization. And it started last year with Wellington Castillo because they were teammates in Baltimore.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: This is like... I've never seen anything like this. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they figure out his, you know, uh, pitching or a hitting coach in high school. And he's a special team advisor and they announce him soon.
0: Right. It's like his cousins, uh, (laughs) one of the guys who's rolling out the rain tarp, his uh, (laughs) father-in-law's, you know. Uh, an usher or something. It's I, just, it, 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 it could be all sorts of Machado friends and family. Plan. I mean, we
1: talked, uh, you know, before we started recording, we talked about the, the Lester David Ross situation. You brought up a point of, well, that made sense. That's a battery. That's yeah. the guy that Lester pitched to. There was
0: a baseball reason to that.
1: And, the, and David Ross dropped first, I believe. Did he not? Did, did David Ross come first and then John Lester? I think so. And, and everyone's like, wow, here yeah. comes John Lester now. Because yeah. look what they did. They got his catcher, his right. personal catcher right. uh, from, from Boston. So, I, you know, again, I don't know that for sure. But I do know they happened you know, uh, o- almost uh, at the same time. So I haven't seen anything quite like that. Until this whole Yonder Alonso, John Jay situation, and are we setting the table now for for Manny Machado? Now, maybe we are, maybe we aren't. I mean, you brought up some good points. Uh, What does that do to the clubhouse? If if Manny Machado is like, okay, you've got the people that I care about, you've got the teammates that I want to play with. Uh, uh, with your organization. That's it. I'm going all in with you guys now. I mean, what does that do? What does that say necessarily?
0: Well, I think we talked about that. You're obviously sweetening the pot, right? You you want, you want him to feel comfortable. Yeah. You want him to be excited about coming here. And if it's the difference between, Hey, the offers are the same. This is the same. They're both great cities, whatever. But yeah, Hey, my, my buddies are here. So you know what? I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go here. The problem is what does that mean after the fact? Yeah. So let's say yeah. he signs, mm-hmm. he's on the team, John Jay's there, Yonder Alonzo's there, you know, they got his barber in the clubhouse, <laughs> whatever. Um uh-huh. you know, what 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 does that do to the I don't I don't know if power structure is the is, is the right word because dynamics hey, the yeah. guy's got two hundred million dollars. He's clearly Gonna have a little bit more juice than than any of the other players, and maybe even the manager. But but yeah. if you've got his crew there, I I think you brought up the point. Then does that mean the Sox can't trade John Jay at the deadline because well, yeah.
1: he's he's Manny's buddy? Yeah, we were we and we talked a little bit leading up to this to this uh, episode five uh, podcast here, and and I'm saying okay, you bring Manny in because uh Manny loves the the John Jay Yonder Alonso thing. Well, does that mean Yonder and John Jay are untouchable right. throughout the entire right. Manny contract? Right. So if somebody comes knocking to the Sox door uh in the summer during trade deadline says, you know what, you got a lot of outfielders. I i you know, I'm willing to give you some some pitching depth for John Jay. Can we not part with John Jay because Machado is only here? Because of right. his friends. Right. He's like, I know you're not going to win right now. I probably could have got more money somewhere else. But, you know, you sweeten things. And I kind of want to play with these guys for a while. And then we go off and we start <laughs> trading guys. We have to keep <laughs> these guys
0: you know also, john
1: jay's hitting 240 right and we got to keep him for, right. for you know i don't know
0: does john jay not have to hustle because manny doesn't hustle and how is ricky gonna like that and do i have to keep
1: calling him john jay <laughs> do i have to say both of his names or can i just say jay
0: it's such a just, it's, yeah. it's it's one of those names you gotta say both. i know you it's do john jay
1: uh, so I, I thought that was kind of, you know, when I started to think a little bit more on this and this is all first world problems, man. Yeah. Cause if Manny yeah. comes, we're not talking really about this anymore. It's something that's going to be in the back of my head, right. you know, and I don't know if he'll ever come out and admit it, but it's really interesting. I haven't seen anything. The, the Sox have, this is all uncharted territory here. My
0: prediction would be if Manny signs between uh, episode five and episode six we're not leading off episode <laughs> six with our john Jay concerns
1: probably and, not
0: and our and our how many of manny's buddies are on the team uh you're right subject. you're right you're right i it, could be wrong
1: you could well no not not here not on good guys talk back <laughs> we are uh we're pretty accurate uh we'll get to our accurate bears predictions oh, yeah. uh from oh, yeah. last week's game oh, yeah. in a little bit uh you know, it's just you know, this is just barroom talk and this is what I love about this podcast. You know, we're we're not going to weigh you down too much on numbers. Uh there's a lot of alphabet soup out there and you know, we're not uh, we don't have credentials around our neck, but you know, we're passionate fans and these are some of the things we start talking about and I think these are the things you're going to bring up. You know, part of the reason
0: the part of the reason we're not going to weigh you down with numbers is cuz we <laughs> don't know what the hell we're talking about. I I, I like during the pre-show meeting it's like <laughs>
1: what is whip again what does that mean uh well some you know you like he, we did
0: figure it uh, out oh well of course i but, forgot already but yeah. it's important yeah. and you want one that's right around one
1: yeah well i, I mean war <laughs> and, and, and jaws and whip and you know, yeah we, we can all sit there and crunch all this stuff and what does it mean but at the end of the day it's like can this guy play or can he not play does he want to be here does he not want to be here and you know, so, okay, so here, do you want to ha- play cards with Manny or not? Right. Now, this has happened to me kind of in real life. We were talking about have you ever taken a job basically because your friends influenced that decision? Your friends were already at that company, they were already at that job. You were looking for a new job, okay? And you said to yourself, look, I don't know if this job's right for me, it's probably not going to help me grow professionally right now. I don't think the money's where I really want it, um, but my buddies are there. I think I could. I think I could make this work, and we could be successful, you know, in the long run. You know, has that ever happened to you? And if it has, please jump in on on Twitter uh, or on uh, on our Facebook page. But I I have got a story. But have you ever? No, I I, You're smarter. (laughs) You're smarter than I am on this. (laughs) Well,
0: I want to hear your story, but I also want to say there is a flaw in the logic, which is that the money is there for Manny. So (laughs) Correct.
1: But he could he not get better money maybe from the Phillies? Possibly, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And John
0: Jay's not there.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And nor is Yonder. That's and is right. Wellington Castillo and anybody else that they're going to sign tonight when That's we're right. off air and we don't have a chance to talk <laughs> right. about. All it. right. So, so okay. Tell me this so story. So here, so I'm thinking about all this uh today and I'm like, you know, this reminds me. Years ago, we're talking like a dozen years ago. I was in I I had a job and the job was all right, but I was looking for something a little different, you know, that I can kind of you know, grow at. This is post college. Um, this is post college okay. and it was also a, a gig that was going to get me I was living in the city, but I was driving out to the burbs. Okay. So this job was going to keep me in the city. So I just had to take a train. I didn't have to deal with the yeah. Eisenhower, yeah. which, okay. So that's kind of like a bargaining chip right there. Right. Uh, so I got these, these buddies of mine that, uh, you, know, you should, you should, you know, send me a resume, you know, we'll get you set up. We'll get you set up. Set. you know, Oh, we've been here for a while. You know, it's good, good place, good money, good benefits. You know, you wear shorts to work. Um, so I interview and I kind of know that this is a little bit out of my comfort zone. This isn't really my thing, but uh, it gets me, you know, out of what I was doing for a while. And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll be learning some stuff and it'll be the thing that gets me to the thing. So I ended up getting the job and it's pretty cool for the first month or so. You know, you got a, a couple buddies there. You know, we do a lot of outside of work stuff. We got a lunch break. And then after two months, they tell me they're out. (laughs) They're leaving. They're leaving. (laughs) And from what I understand, they knew it ahead of time. I was livid. I was absolutely livid because the the job was like, I hated the job. Yeah. I hated the job. Now they're gone. Yeah. I think I lasted maybe four more months. Right. Right. And if I had the guts I would have said to to the guy when I was leaving I'm, I was only here because of those other guys that bailed on you And those the other shorts. and I like the, wearing shorts. the shorts and you had and you had free pop in the cooler you know it was honor system don't overdo it but you were able yeah. to grab a pop whenever you yeah. wanted to down the hall um yeah I it's just and I hated it hated the gig once they left now again going back to, to the, the socks have to keep John Jay and Yonder Alonzo See, around. but that's
0: not, the, that's not the one-to-one. Is this not uh, apples to apples? No, I don't think Are so, because apples to apples would be Manny comes to the Sox, and then John Jay decides to retire, and then Manny's like, oh, well, I don't want to play for the Sox anymore, and, and it yeah. would leave, except he's got $200 million. And, and John Jay would have to do this
1: at opening day. <laughs> right, uh, right. <laughs> right
0: wow. And and and, and Manny would probably be like, uh, John Jay who? Okay, I got my $200 million.
1: Listen, it was a story that I thought kind of related. It was uh, good. It's a real life story. So just, hey, don't follow the friends. But in this situation, Manny, follow your friends. (laughs) Don't follow the shorts necessarily. Or the pop. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Hey, free
0: pop maybe. uh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right. Uh, Anyway. Maybe that's what they're
0: offering Manny as well. Maybe that's part of the
1: deal. Don't you think there's some crazy deals sometimes about, you know, we'll put your favorite food uh, in the clubhouse after or you know, we'll fly in a shaft to prepare. There's some crazy oh, there's deals. There's got to be. There's stuff that I bet you if we had the ability to see, we would be blown away. Like, really? You had that written into your contract?
0: Well, even when you move, let's say, you know, you're in a, a particular industry and you work on the East Coast and you get a job offer out on the West Coast or, yeah. or in the Midwest, a company is probably going to pay your relocation fees right. and maybe right. if you have a... A partner husband wife who's got to leave a job they may mm-hmm. say we'll, we'll help you help your partner find a find a job or or something along those lines so yeah i can only imagine baseball player you know a, a major yeah, star yeah, what yeah. what could be in there not to mention all the endorsements he would get um right. you know, he's going to be endorsing a deep dish pizza somewhere for yeah. sure
1: <laughs> speaking <laughs> of uh speaking of deep dish, so, okay. Bears game on Sunday. Let, okay. Hey, let's wrap the Manny thing up really quick. Manny, we want Manny. Yes. You know, your, your friends are going to stick around. The Sox aren't getting rid of your friends. That's right. And I hope at the next, uh, next episode we're talking about.
0: You can't wear shorts. You got to wear the baseball pants. Right. We will give you free pop.
1: So, so, <laughs> uh, you know, Bears game on Sunday, disaster, uh, heartbreaker, but zero commercials and good on NBC, Zero commercials of the of the Giordano's pizza being made right, with right. you know yeah. the not, huge not pizza the cleaver that they're rocking back the and forth. Right, yeah. right, B-roll. right, right. The yeah. B roll yeah. that we were talking you know right. back in the early uh, maybe episode one or two. Right. Right. you're always getting this from NBC this prime time zero zero we token even pizza about shots. It. I know. <laughs> I mean, you saw an architectural tour shot, I think maybe down the Chicago yes. River. Yeah, but I didn't see any Ferris wheel. I didn't see any deep dish pizza. No interesting. Pizza. No pizza. Good that, on hey,
0: bad sign right there. Should have oh, known. Oh, interesting. Should have known that uh, wasn't going to go well. Speaking
1: of bad signs, uh, last week uh, I predicted an 18-point win. Right. Barely got to 18 <laughs> points total. <laughs> and, you, and you predicted a 10-point 10 10 win. 10-point win, yes. Uh, that was, boy. That's, I just said, I, I said to you earlier, I got to stay in my lanes, man. <laughs> I'm a Sox guy. Hey, I'm Chicago Sports I'll talk Chicago sports all day. I'm a Sox guy though. I gotta just know my lanes. Yeah. I gotta know and you know, we, we could we could really dissect that whole game, but I wanna get to a couple a couple things. Um there I mean there's a silver lining. I mean this Bears Bears game's over, season's over, but there's a there's silver lining for this for this team.
0: Oh yeah, you have to you you gotta go moment by moment and be realistic about that game that game is a heartbreaker that game ended in one of the most disappointing ways you could possibly have it not only you know do you have it you know uh, you know have the comeback and you got a chance to uh um, you know win, win the game on a last second play mm-hmm. then you add in the parking narrative with yeah. the missed kick yeah. And, yeah. and all of that so couldn't have been more disappointing So you you have your disappointment there, but then you gotta close that off. And then you gotta take yourself back to the beginning of the year and maybe even before the Khalil Mack trade and say, What were your real realistic expectations? You were looking at probably a two-year, two to three year rebuild. Um, and mm-hmm. maybe at least a year or two before mm-hmm. you could really be competitive, you had doubts about the quarterback, you had doubts about the GM, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they pull a tr- oh, yeah, uh, doubts about the coach as well, mm-hmm. fir- yeah. first year head yeah. coach. Yeah. And then now you come back and you say 12 and four, won the division, best defense in the league, quarterback makes real steps forward, coach looks like he's the real deal. GM makes the deal of the century uh getting getting Khalil Mack. Yeah, there yeah, is a yeah. lot to be excited about. It doesn't yeah. Now that doesn't wipe away any of the disappointment of that game or the fact that, you know, the the NFL playoffs, when you get there and you've got a team good enough to win it all, sure. you got to take mm-hmm. advantage of that. Yeah. And I don't and I think that beyond the kick I think that's what's most disappointing about that game is that they didn't play anywhere near their best game. Correct on their home field yeah. against a team that, with all due respect to the Eagles, it took a "quote unquote" block, bad kick to win that game, and I, I, th- I still Do think you the not Bears think it were was the- blocked? I, you know what? I'll be honest. I haven't seen anything since I turned the game off after the ball oh, wow. bounced oh, wow. off of you, the. Okay. I've you listened to some sports sports talk, but I haven't watched the replay. I know that the NFL changed that, but I did listen to. Uh, the Bears' former uh, – I think he was the um, – I think it was the snapper, Pat Pat Manley, was he Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Long snapper. Yeah, yeah. Used to be on 670 the score. He, I heard him tonight, and he talked about the fact that his analysis was that that was a low kick and that um, a kick from that distance should be kicked higher, mm. especially in that particular moment in the mm. game when you know – that it's a last second uh, or or it's the last play of the game. You know, that defense is going to be running hard at you trying to get it, get the block. So I I guess it was probably tipped a little bit, but I think that I, I think it's, it's a little bit of both yeah. tip and that, that wasn't a very good kick by him. Uh,
1: they had something at ESPN, uh, you know, cause you, it seems like you just went black, you went dark, no meeting. You, you just shut everything down I had to have and, a, no, moment. You, you, you <laughs> I a moment. You pulled the plug on all media. There was something uh, Monday morning that ESPN, show- I mean, they had a, it was a subrooter film kind of thing. They really had to slow things down and they, they zoomed in and it looked like there was a fingertip um, that disturbed it. But yeah, what you're saying, you know. Yeah,
0: but I think part of that is because the trajectory right. was okay. lower than it should yeah. have been, which allows you yeah. to get in there. Cuz I think and again, I got to go back and look at it, but another a- analyst was saying that it, it wasn't like he had jumped that. The the guy who got the finger on it didn't jump that high, you know. Yeah. So it wasn't like some type yeah. of yeah. you know, where like they throw themselves on top of the guy in front of them.
1: Look, um really unfortunate, unfortunate stuff. Um I like how passionate uh, you are right now. On this. You got—we need to get you a headband. You're starting to sweat a little bit. Um, now that you know, I was—and it was dejecting, man. It was a kick in the gut. I yeah, mean, kick in the—you knew they were going to ice him. You know whether you.
0: Well, let's talk about that. How do you feel about that as as a, a a strategy or a part of the game? And I and I and I know that it would be easy to say. If the roles are reversed, we would probably right. have a completely different right. opinion. So maybe this is sour grapes, but there's just something about that that play that yeah. or it's not even a play, but that strategy of like waiting right up until it almost happens, yeah. and then you get yeah, I
1: don't know. I, you know, I'm trying to think about the comparison to baseball or another sport, and, and you know, you can think about when a when a pitcher's about to pitch a batter will request time from an ump and and sometimes that pitcher is not even looking at the batter you know they're so focused that by the time they then reroute their direction and and have their their final delivery then they see that the batter's out and you know if they stop themselves short that could be an injury so they yeah. eventually try to go ahead and throw it but if the catcher's not paying any attention then there could be a major injury and you know what a lot of people will say, guess what? Guess where that next pitch is going to go? It's going to go at your head. Yeah, right, right. You don't do that. That's all gamesmanship right there. That is poor, whatever you want to call it. There's no strategy. That's just psychological.
0: And I want to be perfectly clear, too, that I don't think that that timeout and him making the first one and missing the second one. I don't think that's why they lost the game. I think there's a lot of reasons oh, why sure. they lost right. the game. No, no, no. It's the, we, it's
1: the concept of actually that can be but, a thing. But
0: that just taking that move out. And you said something earlier that I that I didn't realize or didn't remember that they they changed part of the rule there, right? That you can only do that once, only right, once, regardless yeah. of how many timeouts you have.
1: Correct. You so
0: clearly they've thought about that as as part of the game
1: that is true. That's a good point. The NFL is recognized in some way, either it's a waste of time or it's just, that is unsportsmanlike to do that back to back. But years ago you were able to take two timeouts, double freeze. Yeah. Double freeze, man. Get your, get your Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze impression ready. (laughs) Cool off Batman. (laughs) Double ice. You can't do it anymore. You can do it now. Um, I don't, you know, really just all together. Uh, unfortunate I, I it just felt like just the air was just just sucked out of you in disbelief but you know I, I I was able to rally I was able to kind of recover after a few hours and uh, I got back into uh, sports talk radio the next day you know watching whatever you watch and and that got me thinking like you know my hierarchy of disappointment with mm-hmm. Chicago teams like wh- where are your uh, wh- where's your you know where's your dedication at? And you can't say, well, I love all Chicago teams, so it's disappointing. There's a level of disappointment. They're all going to hurt, but how bad do they hurt? You know? and, and, I, and I started trying to file it for myself and just being really brutally honest with myself. You know, I, I'm a Sox fan number one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so if that was like game 163 or the play-in wildcard game, you know, lose you go home, win you go to a next round, that would have been crushing to lose on a wild pitch at right. the end of the game, or a walk-off walk, or something at the last moment. A Sox lost, and a Sox lost in that fashion puts me out for a couple days. Yeah, because yeah. I'm Sox number one. You know, number two, I think is where you're looking at. You know, you, right now it's like Hawks, Bears. I mean, it, it changes. It changes kind of decade to decade. It used to be bulls, you know, yeah. bulls number two. I mean, right now I, I'm putting I'm putting that bears that bears in there because it's like the whole city, everybody is in on those bears. Well, and that's what's unique you about know?
0: the bears, right? Is it unites yeah. the city. There's there's a feeling in the air in the city when the bears are good, yeah. right? And it's it's unlike anything else because it's everyone's team. Yeah. You don't have to pick you know, North Side, South Side, and, and yeah. it's not like a Bulls, Blackhawks thing. Where, especially with hockey, you know, it's such a smaller group of fans. Right. But for me, it's Bears for sure. Yeah, your Bears number one. And yeah. and then beyond that, I would say it really depends on what the you know what time of the year it is, and and how closely I have followed the the team that particular throughout year. the season. There's yeah. been times where baseball, I've I've followed a whole all the way through from from a an, a whole year into all the way into the playoffs there's been other times where it's like you know hit hit me up after the all-star game and I'll jump back in cuz I can't do 162 for hmm. for for whatever reason but not yet not yet yeah. <laughs> yeah. you'll get there you'll get there i'll i'll be watching those uh-huh. uh, april <laughs> yeah. uh, or those those march uh, spring training split squad uh, games i'll, I'll teach you. you the ways how yeah. to
1: get yourself uh, yeah conditioned
0: but but you know and i think it's also kind of sometimes too where you know, I was disappointed in the moment. Got over it, kind of. You know, as, as the night went on, and then again, you realize whether they should have won or not. This was kind of that house money year, right? Where yeah, you, yeah, where you were way better than you thought you could have been. Now next year, mm-hmm. totally different game. You're a first place team. Yeah, you're yeah. a team that should, um, you know, d- win at least ten games. You should be back in the playoffs. That then the disappointment level changes too, not only game by game, but, um, end of season results. Yeah. It's, it's the same way we talked about last, last time on the podcast that mm-hmm. expectations can change within a season based on what happens during that. Absolutely.
1: Season. And, uh, um, boy, I love, a and, uh, an ill-timed segue. We didn't even <laughs> plan that. You did a nice job. Uh, that's what we're talking about with Manny and Harper. Yeah. I mean, you compare it to the max situation. Yeah. I mean, before the season started, the Bears didn't look like they were going anywhere. Yep. The Mac thing changed everything. Yeah, Of course, he had to produce, Yeah, which he did. And that's what the Harper, the Machado thing is. Right now, you know, the Caesars uh, pal, uh, in Vegas just put out their, you know, their baseball numbers. You know, they're over under. Right. And they right. put the Sox at 74 and a half games. Okay. That's what, that's what the benchmark is. Right.
0: So does that tell you they don't think
1: they don't think the Sox are doing much right now. And
0: they don't think they're getting either of those guys either, then. That...
1: Well, I, I I well I don't I mean I don't know if you factor all that they must just have to play the cards that they've got right okay. now. Okay. Just looking know? at the team
0: as currently yeah, constituted.
1: Seventy four and a and a half. Now Oof. you get Machado tomorrow or next week or Harper next week. It changes. You gotta be an eighty five win team. It changes everything. Absolutely. So I think that's why we keep talking about this so much and why why Sox fans keep talking about how this, this one guy can change everything yeah. from a season that uh, I don't think we're really in contention right now to, yeah, things get sped up. And it, since we're going to be here, we might as well win the division. Right. And after you th- right. win the division, who knows? Exactly. Who knows? Uh, so I, I just thought it would be, you know, Sox are like one, two, and then, and then, and then, and then everything kind of falls into place. Like you had said, depending on – you know how involved I am during the season I think back of you know years ago when when Derek Rose was lighting things on fire for the for the Bulls and when they could have gotten to the finals could have gotten to the finals you know and they lost dejecting but you're like yeah I wasn't really with every single Bulls game you know it just got really exciting towards the end because I know my lanes man yeah I know my lanes and um, I'll be right back there in September, uh, hoping everybody's healthy for, yeah. for a, uh, for a good, good bear season.
0: Can I just compliment you on your wardrobe choice? Oh yeah. Tonight as Please we record, do. which oh. is this beautiful good guys talk back yeah. t-shirt. Oh yeah. So we've, we've started to experiment yeah. a little bit yeah. with some apparel to support the podcast. There's a picture posted on our Facebook fan page, that you can take a look in and get a look at this shirt. I'm sure Nick will post it on yeah. the, the Twitter page yeah. as well. Yeah, will do that. So check that shirt out. Um, we're kind of experimenting with designs, but it's going to look something like this. And if you're interested make a comment on the Facebook page or, or yeah. hit, hit Nick up either with a DM yeah, or, yeah. or an at mention sure, yeah, on Twitter yeah. and let us know if you'd like a t-shirt yeah. and you'd like a size, we'll kind of keep track of that. And then we'll let you know where you can get one of these. Yeah. Those. I'd like
1: to get some of these out. Um, you know, follow us on, uh, on that Facebook page and, uh, follow us on Twitter. Good guys. talk back. Really appreciate you guys joining. Um, we are at episode five and, uh, uh, this uh, little train keeps keeps on going on, and it's uh, it's pretty exciting, and I hope more exciting stuff uh, to come. So I think we might start wrapping up here. Uh, I wanted to get to Makata the uh, Third. I had some <laughs> we'll stuff I wanted to, I wanted to talk about Makata the Third. We'll get there next time, yeah, I think. Jeff. yeah, I agree. Let's yeah. just
0: we'll keep kicking that can down to the next episode.
1: All right, uh, for Jeff Julian, uh, this is Nick Morawski. This is Good Guys Talk Back. Your Chicago White Sox podcast. We are fan-centric. We are blue collar.